0: You're listening to another message from Generation City Church. Uh, time. So, you ready for the word this morning? Yeah, awesome. 2 Timothy chapter 2. 2 Timothy chapter 2. How are your New Year's resolutions going? We're going to have an accountability session. An accountability session. So, Jeremy, you're going first. So, in New Year's resolutions, you know, it's so funny, like just, when, things that you say on the on the platform, and how it just can sometimes come back to haunt you. Um, well, last Sunday I told you about, and, and I mean, this little gym adventure I'm on, this isn't just some flash in the pan that started on the 1st of January. It started back in October sometime. So it's like, I'm, and I'm, I'm really enjoying myself. Anyway, so I told you about that last week. I, I ended up going to the movies last Sunday night with a couple of guys. Um, and, uh, and anyways, I'm heading to the movies. My wife doesn't even know this story, and this is really embarrassing. But um, as I was heading to the movies, I thought, you know what, I'm a little bit peckish, a little bit peckish. And I thought, you know, for the first time, I'm going to have KFC. For the first time, I'm going to get some KFC. So I went in, and mate, I've, I, <laughs> one of my favorite games is to try and work out how you can order the most amount of food for the least amount of money. Anyway, so I did that. I was hungry. It's like, yeah, no, I'm going to just do a little drive through. I thought, you know what? No, I'm not going to sit at there. I'm going to drive up to the movies, get there early, get a good park, sit there. And here I am, hoeing into my Zinger Burger, and Heath pulls up in the car right next door to me. He looks at me and he goes, no point in going to the gym if you're going to eat that. (laughs) And I'm like, oh... (laughs) It's like, here we are already. It's all over. <laughs> but, um, but you know what? I, um, I like KFC and I'm not giving it up. So <laughs> I ain't giving it up for no one. Um, but I will reduce my intake. I will reduce my intake starting this week. Um, <laughs> but New Year's resolutions. Gosh, there's some funny ones, isn't there? New Year's resolutions. Maybe your New Year's resolution was, um, I don't know, maybe you wanted to go to the gym. Maybe it was to eat a bit healthier. Maybe you're you're giving up Coke. Maybe Gary, that's what your New Year's resolution needs to be—to give up the frozen Coke. But no, <laughs> one, one, yeah, dollar. It's a dollar. When it's a dollar, it's hard to give it up. But maybe, maybe for you, your New Year's resolution is—is is maybe, hey, I'll, I want to love more. Maybe your New Year's resolution is, I want to be a better parent. I want to be a better friend. Um, I want to. Pray more. I want to read the Bible more. How did you go reading Ephesians, by the way? How'd you go? Yeah, cool. I haven't finished, so I know we were reading Ephesians this week, but I I I haven't finished. I'm still reading it. Um, But just because we haven't finished it in the time, doesn't mean that you're a better Christian than someone else because you read Ephesians in the week. But it's like, hey, let's just get that habit of reading Ephesians. And if you finished Ephesians yesterday and you read chapter six starting tomorrow i want you to read it again why are we going to read the same book of the bible twice oh my goodness yes because god has so much that he wants to say to us he has so much that he wants to say to us and maybe you need to pick it up in a new translation i've been reading it this week in the message maybe you need to read the amplified maybe maybe you need to read the new living translation or something or maybe you just need to slow right down because God wants to speak to us. It's not about how much of the Bible we can read, but how much of the Bible we can get into us. But not just into us, but actually apply it and change, change our lives. Let it change who we are. Let it change. We like, I mean, we can read the Bible cover to cover for 20 years and have absolutely no impact on our lives. But if we took one verse and we applied that, imagine what God can do. Imagine what God can do. But New Year's resolutions... Some of those things where you get people out there to go, oh, I'm not going to make any New Year's resolutions because I'm not going to be able to do it anyway. I'm going to fail after a week or whatever it may be. But you know what? That word resolution, that word resolution comes from the word resolve. Resolve. To resolve. Resolve speaks of, de- speaks of determination. It speaks of determination. And to decide firmly. You know, I think as Christians, daily, we need to resolve, decide daily to resolve and to determine firmly in our hearts what we're chasing after, to, to determine what we're chasing. Like I, I love that, love those verses in Hebrews 12 that John I was chatting about again this morning, like this, this race that we're in, this race ain't no sprint, it ain't no light jog and it ain't no treadmill but it's a marathon, a marathon that requires active persistence. It requires endurance if we're going to win. If we're going to finish the race that is set before us, it's going to take endurance and it's going to take us pushing through. You know, I, I want to look at a few verses this morning in 2 Timothy 2 and, um, and just unpack a few things. You know, 2 Timothy, it's it's the Apostle Paul writing to a young leader by the name of Timothy. Paul had left Timothy in charge of the church at Ephesus and he was inputting into Timothy saying, you know what, these are the kind of things that, that we need to, need to do. These are the things we need to think about. These are the sort of things I want to encourage you to do. Some of the things I want to encourage you to not do. Um, but it's in a, a letter of encouragement from an older man further down the journey to a younger man coming through. And these verses that I want to read from this morning, at the beginning of last year, I felt God really impressed them on my heart and had a couple of conversations with a few people uh, about that at the start of last year. But I really feel in in my spirit to to bring it before you this morning, to bring it before you and encourage you with this this morning. But 2 Timothy chapter two, and we're going to read from verse 20. It says, In a large house, There are articles not only of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay. Some are for special purposes and some for common use. Those who cleanse themselves, let's say that together, cleanse themselves. Oh my goodness. Let's say that together, cleanse themselves. (laughs) Cleanse themselves from the latter will be instruments for special purposes made holy, useful to the master, and prepared to do any good work. Verse 22, flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Father, this morning, as we take a few moments and we dive into your word and we unpack what it is that believe that you're saying to us this morning on Sunday, the 8th of January, Father, let the spirit of wisdom and revelation flood this place that we would know you more, not just know about you, but know you. Father, I thank you that you ain't no cookie cutter God. You're not a God that has a one size fits all approach. But Father, I thank you that in your enormity, you are so intimate. Father, I pray you would speak to each one of us, not just the people who are listening to me speak this morning, but Father, us, speak to me as well. Speak to our hearts, God, that we would know you, walk with you and be all that you have called us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, there are four elements in these three verses, four elements that I want us to, to look at and to dive into. And if you're taking notes, or if you've got a really, really good memory, whichever, I want you to write down these things. The first one is cleanse themselves. Cleanse themselves. You know, I'm so glad that the Christian faith is not about what I do or not what I have done, but it's all about Jesus and what he has done. It's all about what he has accomplished. That it's not based on how well I perform, whether I can get to God or not. It's not based on my performance or how much of the Bible I read or, 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 or how, how, how I can get all my ducks in a row, whatever that may look like. But I'm so grateful that this Christian faith that we are part of, it's all about Jesus and what he has done and who he is. I'm so grateful that when he was on the cross, dying for our sin and for our shame, that he said, it is finished. It is finished. It's a completed work. You know, the Bible makes no apologies. No apologies that, that grace and effort can cohabitate. That grace and effort can coexist together. That's why in Philippians 2, it talks about work out your salvation. Work out your salvation. That, 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 that word work out, it's not like working out a maths problem. It's not like, oh my goodness, what's the answer to this? I need to sit down and work out. What, what does this add up to? But work out is like a physical workout. It's like, okay, go through the motions of this thing. Work it out. Work it out. Work out your salvation. Follow God with all your heart. You know, when I read that, that first statement, cleanse yourselves, the onus is on us. The onus is on us to take responsibility. To take responsibility. And you know, it's like if we're gonna become all that God has called us to be and we're gonna walk in the fullness of what he has for us, there is an element of responsibility that we need to take. We need to lay a hold of that for which Christ has laid a hold of us. The responsibility to cleanse Ourselves. The second element that I want us to write down or to think about is the word flee. Cleanse yourselves, flee. The third thing, pursue. And number four, the phrase along with. That first phrase, cleanse yourselves, cleanse themselves. They who cleanse themselves speaks of personal responsibility. And it talks about the personal responsibility that we need to take when it comes to our walk with Jesus, to our continuing in the faith once we have received Christ. Therefore, continue. No one can continue in the faith for us. That's not something that we can vicariously allocate to someone else. Okay, can you please continue for me? We receive Christ, we receive everything that He has done because of what He has done. But we're going to take responsibility for continuing, for continuing in that and walking in that. But these other three things, these other three things I, I see as questions. And at the start of 2017, I want us to take some time to think about these three things. These three things. What does God want you to flee? What does God want you to pursue? And who are you along with? Paul, writing to Timothy, says, flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. But I think we can so fall into the trap of just going, okay, I'm going to now sit down, I'm going to work out, okay, God, what is it that you're asking me to flee? Because that's going to be different for every one of us. Depending on where we are in our journey with God, now walk with Jesus, we all have different things that we need to flee. Because flee doesn't just talk about sin. That's why in, in, um, in Hebrews 2, it says, throwing off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. See, the things that hinder us aren't necessarily sin. But there are things that, that other people can do that, that perhaps hinder us from pursuing and becoming all that God has called us to be. So it's not just as simple as, okay, I'm gonna work out now, okay, I'm gonna flee. I'm going to flee, There, I'm going to pursue this and I'm going to, what does along with even me? But you see, each of those elements are so intertwined, are so intertwined. You know, when it comes to fleeing, if our focus is wholly and solely on what we're fleeing, I think in the end, we're going to end up falling back into the trap of it anyway. Because if our focus is on, I've got to get away from this, I've got to get away from this, I've got to get away from this, and it consumes our heart and it consumes our mind, I think inevitably, because our mind is so consumed by it, we end up falling back into it anyway. But you see, if we're going to flee something, we've got to determine in our hearts, what are we going to pursue? What are we going to chase after? Because in order to flee something, we need to pursue something else. But in order to pursue something, we have got to leave something else behind. So it's, it, it's intertwined. But then at the, at the back end of all this, I genuinely believe with all my heart that the success behind whether we can flee and whether we can pursue, a huge factor in that is who we decide to do it along with. Are you with me this morning? Are you with me? That we can't just go, okay, I am gonna flee I'm going to flee from gossip. I need to flee gossip. In 2017, I'm going to flee that. But you're in conversation with people and your mind is on. Your head's still full of the gossip. Your head's still full of it, but you're trying to control yourself. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say that thing that I've heard about that person. I'm not going to say it. I think think in the end, we're going to just say it anyway. And even if we determine that we're not going to gossip and we flee it coming out of our mouth, but we don't flee it in our mind. Ultimately, what's in our mind and our heart's gonna come out anyway. So in order to flee gossip, in order to leave that behind, we have got to pursue something greater and have our mind set on something greater, something better. Perhaps if that something is gossip for you, maybe if the thing that you're like, yeah, God's already dropped that in my heart, and believe me, it ain't just something that the ladies struggle with. It isn't. Guys struggle with it just as much as the ladies do. But instead of setting in our minds saying, you know, I'm going to flee gossip. I'm going to leave that behind. We're going to determine in our heart, what are we going to pursue that's going to out, out, outweigh this? Maybe it's like, hey, instead of gossiping, I want to be the greatest encourager. I want to be the greatest encourager. I want to be the greatest encourager of people. You know you may look at someone and go, well, there ain't nothing worth encouraging there. There's nothing that I wanna encourage them with. But believe me, when we set when we change our focus, we can all find something to encourage someone about. We can all find something. But instead of going, "Okay, I'm not going to gossip." Let's set our mind. Let, let's let's change the focus of our thoughts. To what's something good that I can say about that person? Instead of, did you hear what they're struggling with? Maybe we can say, hey, you know, they are doing awesome at this. They're doing such a great job. Have, have, you, have you seen how, how incredible they are? Turning it into something positive. You see, we can't just determine we want to flee something and leave it behind. But we've got to pursue something else. Because if we let that gossip, as an example, sit in our minds, inadvertently, it's going to come out anyway. Maybe you're not going to say it, but maybe it'll come out in a text or in a social media post. But that's why the word says in Romans 12, that we need to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Oh, this is one of those mind messages. No, this is one of those Bible messages. You know, you know the Bible? Things like, oh, I've heard that before. Yeah, but are you living it and are you applying it? Oh, I've heard that verse before. But the word says, be transformed. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. But in order to flee, In order to pursue, another important factor is who we're going to do life, the journey of life along with. But you know, at the center of all of this, at the center of all of this, I believe our focus can't necessarily be on fleeing. Our focus can't necessarily be on who our, along with is going to be. Although I think for some of us, I think we need to sit down and take a long, hard look at who we're actually journeying life along with. But what if we took some time to think about what we will pursue? But Joel, I thought there was three questions. We flee, what we pursue? We do it along with. Yeah, there is. But if we get to the guts of it as quickly as we can, I would love to just get to the guts of something. Let's just get to the guts of it. Because what we determine in our heart we want to pursue is going to answer for us what we need to flee and is going to answer for us who we're going to do it along with when we determine what we're going to pursue. The word pursue is a strong word. And to pursue isn't just simply following. To pursue is to go after, to chase after, usually for a long distance or time, thanks Miriam Webster, and suggests a continuing effort and zeal. There are so many things that we could determine and I can hear some of the brains ticking over thinking, what am I going to pursue? The older brains make a bit more noise because it's like the cogs. I can hear Roger from here. (laughs) Where is he? Where's Roger? There he is. But it's like, we're ticking over in our mind. Okay, what what am I going to pursue? And maybe some of us are sitting here going, yeah, gossip is something I'm going to... I want to flee that. I want to pursue being an encourager. Maybe we want to pursue... You know what? I, I, I want to. My 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 workplace is just so poisonous and, and hostile. My living arrangements are really poisonous and hostile. Like, okay, I'm, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna want to change that. I, I want to pursue a greater love walk. I, I want to pursue a deeper prayer life. I I, I want to pursue a, a a greater depth of knowledge in, in, in the word. You know, I want to pursue peace. I want to pursue peace. I want to pursue leading more people to Jesus. You know, all, all those things are all good and well. But what if, what if we just determined in our heart to pursue one thing? What if we just chose one thing? You know, I think when it all boils back to it, it comes back to one thing. In 2017, let's be people who pursue Jesus with all that is within us. Let's be people who pursue Jesus. You might think, well, gosh, don't we have to be don't we have to pursue being a, a greater witness? Don't, don't we have to pursue a, a, a greater love walk? Don't don't we have to pursue um, um, peace, seek peace and pursue it? Yeah, absolutely. And maybe pursuing better living arrangements or a work environment is part of the steps that God wants you to take in 2017. But the best place to walk into all that is from a place of already determining in your heart to pursue Jesus. What if we just said, hey, I'm going to pursue Jesus because you see, when we pursue Jesus, when we pursue Christ being more formed within us and us becoming more Christ like, peace is going to be a natural byproduct. Having a greater heart for others and loving others is going to be a natural byproduct of pursuing Jesus. And what greater place to look for a fresh start in some areas in our life from a place of being. In Christ, and pursuing Jesus. But in pursuing Christ, it's going to require us to flee from some things and will require us to separate ourselves from things and leave them behind. And it's going to cause us to have to die to ourselves and leave ourselves behind. You know, Paul, the Apostle Paul had the right idea. I think one of the most beautiful passages of scripture is found in Philippians 3. Would you come to Philippians 3 with me quickly this morning? Philippians 3. Paul writes to the Philippian church and he says, Further, my brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. It is no trouble for me to write the same things to you again, and it is a safeguard for you. Watch out for those dogs. Wow, strong language from Paul. Watch out for those dogs, those evildoers, those mutilators of the flesh. For it is we who are the circumcision, we who serve God by his spirit, who boast in Christ Jesus and who put no confidence in the flesh, though I myself have reasons for such confidence. If someone else thinks they have reasons to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. He goes, Paul, circumcised on the eighth day, of the people of Israel, of the of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, in regard to the law, a Pharisee. As for zeal, persecuting the church. As for righteousness based on the law, faultless. That's a pretty good resume. When you think about what Paul's saying, he's like, hey. And I don't think there's any element of pride in Paul's tone here. He's like, hey, if, if anyone's got a right to boast, it's me. And when you think about that, you think about that list, when you think about that last statement, it's for righteousness based on the law, faultless. Faultless. He goes on, he says, But whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ. Because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ. You see, if if we're gonna pursue, if we're gonna flee something and we're gonna pursue something, if we're gonna pursue Christ, we need a revelation and a realization in our heart that the thing that we are pursuing is, is of surpassing worth to what it is that we're leaving behind. Because if we think the things that we're leaving behind are of greater value than what we're trying to pursue, we're gonna keep putting our focus and our attention back here. Young person, if you need to leave behind the party scene, if you need to leave behind the drinking scene, if you need to leave behind sleeping around or sleeping with your boyfriend or girlfriend, whatever that may be, You've got to know that what it is that you're choosing to chase is of surpassing worth to what you're leaving behind. You see, Jesus is of surpassing worth. Matthew 13 tells us this story about this, about this, um, about this guy. Like Jesus told him, he says, this guy, he, he, he found this pearl and he hid it and then he went and sold everything else that he had and he bought that field because he knew that what he had found, that what, what he had discovered was of so more surpassing worth than what he already had, that he sold everything and said, I'm going all in. You see, to pursue Jesus isn't some half-hearted effort. To pursue Jesus requires an all-in attitude, an all-in focus. But we're not gonna pursue Jesus And lay a hold of him until we realize that Jesus is of surpassing value to everything else. But no one can show you that. Because if you try and do it out of your own strength and out of your own head knowledge, you're gonna fail. But I pray this morning, I pray that each one of us gets a a fresh revelation of the surpassing worth of pursuing Christ, of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ and be found in him. That phrase in him, it's not next to him but I think so many of us are so happy to just take what we can get through him hey I got my ticket to heaven I got what I need through him But God has so much more for us but it is found in him in pursuing him But are we going to take the time to ground ourselves in him? Not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. I want to know Christ. I want to know Christ. A real pursuit of Christ isn't just satisfied in knowing about him or even increasing our head knowledge, but is found in actually knowing him. I don't want to just know about my wife. I just don't want to just know about her, but I want to know her. And if I'm going to know her, it's going to require work. It's going to require persistence and endurance. Because I don't want to just know about her. Maybe for some of us, our, our our pursuit of Christ this year is the pursuit moving us from knowing about God to actually knowing who he is. One of the greatest prayers I pray for my kids of a night is that they wouldn't have a head knowledge of who God is, that they wouldn't be re, be raised in a, in, a, in a Christian household and just have a head knowledge of who Jesus is. Or no, that's what we do because that's what mum and dad do. Oh, Mimi and Poppy do that, so that's what we do. I want my kids to know God, I pray, God, let let them have let Sienna and Ethan and Micah have their own personal revelation of who you are, how much you love them, and what Jesus did on the cross for them. That's what my prayer is. Sienna said to me, gosh, you pray that all the time, Dad. She hears what I pray. And I just said, You know, if I got one prayer for you, one prayer. If God could answer one prayer for me, for my kids that they would know God because everything else is going to flow out of that everything else yeah I want them to have great friends at school absolutely I want them to have the right friends I want them when they get married to get married to the right person but I want that to come out of a place of knowing God because knowing God is of surpassing worth yes to know him Hebrews 12, in the amplified version, it says, looking away from all that will distract us. There are so many things that want to distract us and that want to grab our attention. You know, I I love to play Lego. I love to build things out of Lego. Love it. And the other day we sat down and we tipped out the box and it's like, hey, you've got all the pieces to build this plane. Let's build this plane. But it's incredible how as the box gets tipped out and you start searching for the pieces. Oh, I remember those pieces. I remember those bits. And this plane that we're starting to build, it's like all of a sudden we get distracted and we get, and we get deterred by these other things. Oh, that, that's the bit off that car or, or that's the bit off that plane, that, 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 uh, the other plane, not the plane we're building, the, the, the helicopter or, or, or that's, off, that's off the Lego friend's house. And I'm like, hey, let's just stay focused on building this plane. Let's just stay focused. So many things are going to want to try and distract us from our pursuit of Jesus. And believe me, if you determine in your heart today that you're going to pursue Christ, I guarantee you this afternoon or tomorrow or next week, there's going to be some stuff that's going to come up that's going to distract you and is going to vie for your attention. But we need to have an attitude like Nehemiah. Nehemiah verse uh, Nehemiah six. It talks about how Nehemiah is building this this wall, and, and these three guys are trying to distract him, it's saying, "Hey, come down and meet with us and talk with us." And Nehemiah says, "I can't come down." Why should the work stop? I, I, I am building a great work. I can't come down. It says in the verse, in, I think it's verse three, it says, they came back to me four times and each time I gave them the same answer. If we're gonna pursue Christ, there are gonna be distractions. And the greatest place that I'm distracted is in my mind. Colossians 3, I'm getting close to finished. Colossians 3 verse 1 and 2, even if you take these scriptures down and go home and spend some time reading through them. Colossians 3 verse 1 and 2 in the Amplifier says, Therefore, if you've been raised with Christ to a new life, sharing in his resurrection from the dead, keep seeking the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind... And keep focused. Why is my amplified version different to that one? I don't know. Keep focused habitually on the things above, the heavenly things, not on the earth, which are only of temporal value. The greatest place that we're going to fight the battle and get distracted is in our mind. that's why Paul says to Colossians, he says, continue to set your mind, set your mind. So if we're going to pursue Christ this year, I can tell you the greatest battlefield is going to be in your mind, between your ears. That's where the greatest battle is going to be. But the other thing I want to just look at briefly, a key component in determining how successful our pursuit of Christ will be is who we journey through life along with. Who we journey through life along with. Now, I'm not talking for a second about about separating ourselves from people who don't know Jesus. I'm not talking about that. Although I think for some of us, We need to make that determination because it keeps pulling us back into an an old way of life, an old pattern, and perhaps perhaps God wants you to separate yourself from that. Maybe reaching that person, God God has someone else in mind to reach that person, and it's not you. You might need to separate yourself, but, but who we journey along with. Pastor Danny, he He's been known to say this. He says, Your end in life, your end, A-N-D, your end in life will be a significantly determining factor in how you end, E-N-D, your life. Your end in life. We, we read through and, and we, can, we, we read about Paul and Silas and we, we hear about Peter and John. But as I think about it, I think about Samson and Delilah. Samson and Delilah. You know, we know that Delilah was part of the downfall of Samson. I wonder if he had determined in his heart that I'm going to not hang out with Delilah anymore and had changed his along with, whether the journey and the path that Samson walked would have looked different. But I want you to take some time and ask yourself, who am I journeying along with? Levi read out of this passage this morning in Hebrews 10. If a team would like to come back, that would be great. I love this verse. It's it's in Hebrews 10 verse 23. It says, let us hold, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. That's one of those scripture bombs that we hold on to. Let us hold, oh, I've preached out of this. Let us hold unswervingly to the faith we profess because he who promised is faithful. But that's not where the scripture ends. Have a listen to this. For he who promised is faithful. And, and, let us consider How we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. When it comes to holding on and clinging to the faith that we profess and and pursuing Christ, one of the big factors in us being able to do that and running with active persistence and perseverance and endurance is who we do that with. Maybe for you, what that looks like is turning church from an option to a priority. Maybe it means I don't just come once every four to six weeks. But I'm here every week. Maybe it's, you know what? I've been coming to this church for so long. But maybe the next step for you looks like, hey, it's time for me to jump into a connect group. I'm really excited to let you know this morning that that, um, in February, when School of the Bible goes back in February. I was chatting with John this week and John's gonna be taking the first term of School of the Bible and unpacking Christian foundations. He's gonna unpack the building blocks of our faith. He's gonna unpack the things that, as we build our lives, those beginning elements that I think so many of us have missed out on. And I wanna encourage you to be a part of that. It's going to go across four Wednesday nights, fortnightly, two sessions each night. I want to encourage you to leave your your name, your details at reception. Maybe that Wednesday night's not going to suit you, but if you want to go through that Christian foundations and really set yourself up well for your pursuit of Christ in 2017 and beyond, Leave your details at reception. Like if we've got a a bunch of people that are like, hey, I really want to do it, but that night's just not going to work for me legitimately. We might need to look at some other options for us to do that. But it's like, I know it's within the heart of our senior pastors for people to have firm foundations and strong roots. To be able to follow hard after Christ from a firm foundation. But what's going to help us in our pursuit is who we hang around, encouraging one another. I think it's really sad the amount of people who fall away from church. I don't think we I don't think we can be truly seeing and pursuing Christ outside of a community of believers read this this week, Perry Noble wrote it, he said, Jesus will never lead us away from something he gave his life for. Jesus will never lead us away from something he gave his life for. I want us to take some time. Who will you pursue Christ along with? I want to invite you to close your eyes and Bow your head this morning. You know, our pursuit of Christ is only made possible because He pursued us first. It's only possible for us to pursue Christ because He first pursued us. Paul says to Lay a hold of that for which Christ has laid a hold of me. This morning, I want to give you an opportunity to surrender your life to Jesus. And I'm talking to people who maybe you've never done this before. Maybe you haven't taken this first step on this journey of following Jesus and pursuing Him. Talking to people that maybe as you're starting this year, you're going, you know what? I've got distracted. I've, I've moved off the path. I've dropped out of the race. But I love that our God doesn't say, You've had your go. I love that He doesn't cancel us out. But the only one that can cancel us out of the race is ourselves. If that's you this morning and you want to, Take that first step, or perhaps you need a fresh start in your walk with God. To go, God, I need you. I can't do this on my own. I need Jesus to forgive me. I need Jesus to help me and empower me to live for you and pursue you with all that's in me. If that's you this morning, I want to invite you to raise your hand. If that's you, I'm not going to embarrass you. Father, I thank you that we can pursue you because you first pursued us. Father, I pray that a Holy Spirit resolve would rise within each one of us to pursue you with all that we are. Father, that in the process of pursuing you, you would speak to each one of us about the things that we need to flee and leave behind. God to determine who who are we going to journey along with? What are those relationships that we just need to sever and let go? What are those relationships that we need to reduce the amount of time perhaps we spend with them? That we can truly pursue you